0: Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2019. My name is Amato, and with me are... Dom. And Galen. Tori can't make it tonight for some reason? Traveling? Something?
1: They're taking their show on the road, I think. (laughs) Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Comic
0: stuff. Oh, that's right. I mean, I guess comics are important. Hey, Sometimes comics are fan fiction.
1: Hey, you and I have to stay friends after this,
2: <laughs> Uh
0: Right. So instead we have... I, mean, I guess we have to stay friends. I did just make you rewatch watch
1: Yes.
2: So
0: <laughs>
1: I'm treading on thin ground here. Yeah, your, your bank account's coming up, kind of uh,
2: coming up empty. I call it strike two. <laughs> what was strike one? Uh, probably... <laughs> The haircut. (laughs) That's fair, but the
1: the listeners can't see that. No, so just imagine the the haircut we're talking about. The worst haircut. No, not that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, you got it.
2: (laughs) Yep, that's it.
0: Now, we are here tonight. We're gathered here tonight, friends (laughs) and family, to discuss... Can we call this 90s humor, even though it came out in 2000?
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: safe. It's 90s humor.
1: 90s humor. Our dear departed 90s humor. But before we get into our fan work, um, Amon and I, we've already done a couple of uh, Evangelion fan before.
0: Just the one that was aired and one that was lost. So uh, we've, we have rambled about Evangelion, but yes. the person who has not yet rambled about Evangelion
1: is Galen. That's me. So Galen, what's your connection with Evangelion? So,
0: just a moment, just a moment. Okay. Evangelion or Evangelion in English?
1: I'm probably going to switch between the two <laughs> now <to> and <laughs> I it up.
2: It's got to be. Evangelion, right? It's Evangelion in Japanese. Ah, mind blown. But is it
0: Evangelion in English? I don't know.
2: Can I go with what I've always called it? Which is? Evangelion. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess uh, I was introduced to Evangelion by someone named Amato when I was a fourth grader. I'm so sorry. fourth grader? A fourth grader, yeah. No, I watched all the way up... I'd say the first 5 episodes as a 4th grader and then the rest of the show when I was a 6th grader, thank god.
1: Oh, that's good. It spaced it out. So, <laughs>
2: yeah, but uh no, I loved it. I absolutely loved it and I uh, didn't understand it mm-hmm. very well, but at the time as a kid, I I loved the design, I guess. I loved the the suits, I loved the angels, I loved the evangelions and there's a lot that kind of went over my head. But yeah, I guess we watched it probably a couple times growing up and talked about it all the time. And and then I watched it again in college and then I watched it a couple more times. And uh it was kind of the first thing I I bought with my own money uh was a box Ava DVD set. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nerd?
1: Yeah.
0: No, no. I think I remember that box Ava DVD set cuz it was the remasters or like the first ones. And that's
1: the one we used to um Apostle if I going into other people after that maybe but I just
0: remember being shocked that like it didn't look like Ava because it was all cleaned up like the colors were bright and yeah. you
2: know no it was shiny and uh, they, they fixed Ray's smile <laughs> in, in the original it's kind of like smile and then in the, in the remastered it's a really great smile.
0: Now, when you talk about rewatching, you were saying earlier before recording that you showed Evangelion to a series of romantic partners. <laughs> Can I ask why and how that went? I guess
2: I mean it would be fair to say it's my favorite show, uh, and it kind of always has been. And uh, and I think when I was a teenager, I liked the the shock factor of it, the kind of postmodern unusual story. It was sort of like the Game of Thrones for me as a teenager.
1: But just like asking questions at all about these things was interesting
2: to you? Yeah, and I was always interested in religion and um, and you know, now I'm a, a art therapist so when I was, I was always interested in psychology and so there's a lot of that in Ava too. Mm.
0: Psychology, I know about religion.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Well, if religious... <laughs> imagery oh yeah you yeah. could argue is in it um so yeah so then uh, i think it was just kind of a sharing a part of me with the people i was dating and mm. i recently shared it with CJ about a year ago and we both really enjoyed it and i got to see it from i think this was the first time i really got to think about it actively because you know she's more of a deep thinker about media so we got to discuss it as we went along and that was really fun.
1: That's my next question. Uh so you've been with Evan since fourth grade he said?
2: Yeah. No, no okay.
1: To be fair, you said I showed it to you. <laughs> I think I gave
0: it to Tarin and you were in the same house. Yeah, no. I don't think it I was Tarin specifically wrong. like,
1: "Hey fourth grader, no, yeah. watch this." But yeah, we we didn't really understand the because even like trying, Ty were pretty close siblings growing up. It's so like giving it to one is like giving it to the other. No, right. So, <laughs>
2: yeah, no, there, there's multiple failures in the system. Mon, I don't <laughs> worry. It's parental supervision uh, and all kinds of things.
1: But my question is, at what point in your relationship with Ava do you feel like you finally started getting a handle on what it was about?
2: I think just recently, honestly. Mm. Um, I, I'd say this most recent watch through and and really paying attention because I, I wrote a paper about it in college in an apocalyptic literature class, which was um, you know and, and so I was going through with my professor and we were actually watching End of Eva together mm-hmm. and she she was a, a scholar of basically Christian apocalypse <laughs> uh, writing. And so she was kind of, and she was just kind of pointing out all the references because there's a ton of references. Yeah. And, um, and so I, you know, I I was doing a lot of reading about it at that point, but I don't think I really, I was so distracted by everything else that was happening in in school at that time. Uh, Whereas this time I got to really kind of think about it more.
0: That's why it's important to look at things in the cold, harsh light of 2018
2: (laughs) or 19. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah no exactly and also I think it was it was different this time as a therapist right because I've been working with traumatized children troubled kids yeah yeah uh, every day pretty much for the last six years
1: so did it feel more like work watching it?
2: <laughs> uh, no, I I feel like it was easier to watch mm-hmm. this time. Which
0: pilot would benefit most from art therapy? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> seriously. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, all the characters. I think that's that's what makes a good Ava character. Is benefiting from therapy, yes. Yeah, that, and, that but, someone's letting them down, basically, or everybody else is letting
1: them down. I think down. it's great to say all the characters, including all the side characters, all yeah, the kids in the class.
2: All the angels. All the adults. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of people need their... I kind of segues a little bit into what we watch because a lot of people... I remember I went to an anime convention as a, a high schooler and there was a panel called... The, uh, the anime that scarred me. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like a, a, a workshop or whatever. And everybody there was there to talk about Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's hard to watch.
0: I think attending an anime convention is actually an excellent segue. Because we're going pretty off the beaten, established path today. Right. And watching Evangelion Redeth, Which is a parody fandom by Studio Sokode. And it's from 2000. And it was popular, and it made the convention rounds Although back I think in the, the day.
1: The version we watched this time was the Redux, the Redux, which is cleaned up. Two thousand four, right? Is that it's it's that old? I, that's what the it said in the title in the credits. Oh okay. yeah, no, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, well, so I, 2000, 2004 Redux. Yeah. Fair enough. I had
0: never seen that one before though, um, until now. Mm-hmm. What was I saying? Oh yeah, popular at anime conventions. Now I. I feel like maybe we had a copy, someone had a copy on VHS. Is that would that have
1: been right? from you, Amada. That would have been you. <laughs> but I don't remember getting one.
0: <laughs> I just feel like we watched it in some way where we could watch it when we wanted to.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably a CD you burned at some point. And
2: probably I think it was CD also on YouTube really early, I think. Well, no, was... YouTube wasn't 2004. Maybe not. No. Okay,
1: never mind. YouTube was Lazy Sunday. That's we no. didn't have YouTube. It must
2: have been on a disc then, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We had to search out sketchy anime websites and, like, FTPs.
1: I just had a flash of a memory of a CD with a redeath and a model's handwriting on
0: the front. It must have been on a CD, at, yeah, in some way or other. Yeah. Yes, yes.
1: I still have a bunch of those CDs you burned for me since, like... Because you burned CDs for me of anime since, like, seventh grade to, like, end of high school just about. Seriously, sure. It's like, I have, I have a giant bucket of them in my house. <laughs> So do I.
0: <laughs> of things where it's like, oh, I've got to back up this stuff because because who knows if you'll turn up on the internet again. And now it's just like, well, if I want to watch anything, I will stream it.
1: Yeah, exactly. well, yeah. If, if I want to watch, you know, Sailor Moon three episodes at a time, I'll, I'll throw on one of the series. <laughs> it has helped with uh, Grand Caesar though. That's been one that's been hard to track down. Yeah,
0: oddly hard. I, I don't think I have my the whole Grand Caesar series though. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I tried at one point. There's like a, a gap somewhere in the middle uncomfortably yeah
2: yeah i really want to stream and and show cj the the new Evangelion movies and i can't find them anywhere well, can't you just buy them probably yeah <laughs> i, I mean, but i i'm just so lazy at this point i'm just used to paying 2 bucks to stream something i might be able to point you t- towards something
1: you know off okay. the record <laughs> right you two
2: do that do that
0: off camera in the back alley with that, an exchange of goods later
1: support official release <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the reason we're watching this, besides just kind of experimenting with a different sort of fan work, is that I recalled it being funny, right? Mm. Like I had vaguely positive memories of this. We all did. We all watched it
1: when we were like twelve or something. Yeah, it
0: was hilarious. And I'm I'm sure the anime community in general has vaguely positive memories of it, probably because no one's watched it since 2004. Mm. Um, It's Gendo. Yeah, it's Gendo. That's that's what stuck with me. Yeah, a few seventeen years ago. You know that definitely stuck with me. But rewatching it, there were a few things where I was like, "Oh, this this is definitely like on the tip of my brain. I just haven't had cause to think about this exchange."
1: Yeah. We, we had several phrases in there that we like to repeat. Some of them kind of accurate. Some of them not. <laughs> I, I just remember a lot of this is Gendo. You may speak. For some reason, that line just was said by us to each other all the time. It's right. a good delivery.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, the problem with talking about redeath is that, and one of the problems about talking about redeath, is that there's not really a plot that you can talk about. I, it, I don't think we can go through this step by step. No. No. Like, there's a few subplots if you want to call them that, but I'm not even sure you can call them that because none of them have an arc that something that you would call a plot would have. Right. There's things that happen. But can one of you describe just what ReDeath is like?
1: I think Amato, when we were talking before, said it brilliantly, that this was a proto-abridged series.
0: Yeah. It's calling the characters by their names. Yes. It's changing some things arbitrarily.
1: It's using footage that's recut and dialogue changed and dubbed over to create a different narrative. Uh, for a completely comedic effect. But not that
0: different a narrative, which is part of the key kind of abridged fandom thing. Because it's still, there's Nerve, and there's Avas and there's some kids that pilot Avas and they fight angels, and there's a second impact, and the threat of a third impact. And so, like, the broad strokes are still there.
1: This is like, you've seen the series, you know what we're talking about. We're not talking about that,
2: though. Right.
1: (laughs) This is, we're going to make Kaji Shinji's uncle for some reason. That was really weird.
2: (laughs) And they don't... Really, make it, any reference to the twists and turns of the plot at all?
1: It, they complete it's a they completely disregard the seriousness of the series. I think on purpose or in opposition to how serious the the series is.
0: Yeah, I think Galen, you were like moving towards that point at one point that probably the popularity of Rebirth is that like once you watch Evangelion, you need to not take it seriously you Kay. need to like undo some of that
1: because like i watched this uh, the most recently because i showed um a cousin all of evangeline about um three or four years ago mm-hmm. and th- that was after i decided you know what i'm gonna figure out what evangeline is actually about and like did some research online read some wikis and like watched some videos about psychology and <laughs> <laughs> and th- then watch it from the beginning and like studying like the director style and then afterwards, just watching my cousin sitting there with a days look after watching all the series and all the movies, it's like, you know what? Let's give something to cut the tension a bit. <laughs> did it cut the tension? It did, actually. Yeah. yeah it was um it's good for nervous laughter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also feel like and going on that point, in Evangelion it starts off with some kind of bit comedy. Yeah. Kind of adolescent comedy. And that sort of drops off and I think yeah for sex, some, sex humor sure yeah and so for some some people who watch it at the end they're probably kind of missing that and yeah so watching it immediately afterwards they'll be like okay there's a little bit
0: I, I that stuff wasn't my favorite stuff but it definitely is noticeable the very first time you go through that like you have those few episodes in the like i don't know like high single digits that are like really lighthearted, like almost romantic or sexual comedy stuff
1: sometimes. And yeah. then they just stop. They just stop doing those episodes. Yeah. There's a definite turning point. I forgot exactly what it is. Might be when uh, Ray dies. I want to say Second it's before guy. that.
0: It's more like it's around there. Cause cause like Toji gets maimed before Ray dies.
2: No. Yeah. No. I think it's around Toji. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's around that they're close together or they're close together in my brain at least. Mm-hmm. So around that point, but it definitely turns from a, from a semi-wacky, serious robot thing to a, a director expressing their depression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I think we get the appeal of something like ReDeath and why it would have captured the zeitgeist, the fan zeitgeist in 2000 when Ava was like kind of at the height of its popularity. I think the phrase you'd use is, take the piss out of. <laughs> take the piss out of Ava? Yeah. But I think we have a lot to complain about cold harsh light of 2019 <laughs> i know i'm not sure i'm not sure Redeath should have been pulled out into the cold harsh light of 2019 it was painful to watch i would say yeah so let's talk about one thing at a time okay one thing is that the main thread galen you were you were talking about watching Redeth death taking it seriously and then realizing <laughs> you shouldn't and like think, thinking what are the themes <laughs> no i know exactly the, the theme is sex <laughs> yeah no I, it. I, yeah it's uh the theme is
1: sex parentheses
2: haha
0: parenthesis yeah that that <laughs> seems accurate dom yes
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> that's yeah, really from a a male perspective of sex, for oh yeah sure. that right,
0: so you got a main thread being uh shinji f- feeling sexual urges and not understanding them, and asking people for advice about it mostly, but like doesn't really get anywhere,
2: yeah, that's I, yeah I think. You know, Shinji's obviously a difficult protagonist, and a a lot of fans react negatively to his weakness, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some people get angry at him, and I feel like this is sort of making fun of it or kind of laughing at him in a way, but also with him being like, oh, you don't know about sexuality, so this whole thing is about his journey of not knowing about it.
1: Yeah, for our fan work, there was kind of no shinji bashing really it was just shinji was just a naive blank character to put jokes on
0: yeah and of the three or more sexual based subplots in this i think that was the least uh the easiest to watch and probably i don't know the one i enjoyed the most it's not a high bar for the (laughs) sex stuff but like there's a few good exchanges i don't know he's talking to misato and he says oh if you marry kaji you're going to become my aunt right she says yeah so that basically ruins my chances. And she says, Your chances of what? He says, I'm not sure. <laughs> like it's not it's not high humor, but like it's not unamusing.
1: There's the idea of trying to grasp something you don't understand,
2: but yeah. Right, which is part I mean and that's part of Ava right? It's yeah. just it's done differently in the actual show. And this is just kind of dropping a sledgehammer on that yeah. idea.
1: They did a couple of good things with uh timing though for comedic effect.
2: Oh, yeah. and uh, Right, do you want to talk
1: about some of those? Um, one that got me that I didn't remember, I wasn't expecting, which is like, they were doing the uh, the Tokyo 3 coming up for oh, yeah, a I mean, And the majestic music and just watching. Yeah,
0: well, Misato Misato's like, before we go home, Shinji, I have something I want to show you. Mm-hmm. And right, then they do that scene.
1: Yeah, they do that scene. And then like, Misato's just like, See, Shinji, this is a really good place to make out. And just stares. With, with a smile. <laughs> Throw <laughs> some smile from With a, a huge grin for like, an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it like, flashed back forth between Shinji and Masato.
0: I feel like the best parts of this fan dub were when they just repurpose some existing footage for like an out-of-left-field joke. Yeah, it was very yeah. Mystery Science Theater when Mystery Science Theater is funny. It's like... <laughs> The Mystery Science Theater best jokes are not them reacting to what people are saying, usually. It's them reacting to, like, weird quirks of how people are walking, or, like, sounds, or just, like, a weird scene.
2: Yeah, Gendo walking several different ways diagonally.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm also thinking of just the first time you see, um, you see, I I don't even remember, Central Dogma. I I, I haven't watched Eva in too long. Mm -hmm. The Inside of Nerve. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you see bridge bunny scenes, and at one point, like, um, the two the two male bridge bunnies do their dramatic turns when they're saying something really important. Mm-hmm. And one of them's like, y- A7! And everyone says, you sank my battleship!
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, you know, that, that kind of, like, repurposing the footage is usually funny.
1: And, like, the other one they did was, um... It, it was a joke on the Hallelujah Mind part, which is, like... <laughs> Not a great, kind of a sensitive subject. Wait,
2: is this toji dropping? Toji's dropping his pants. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so toji dropped his pants, and they just play that Hallelujah chorus in a frozen frame and for, hold it for like thirty seconds for like the entire time that the song plays in, in the episode originally.
0: Right, and so that that's like a really good Ava joke. Yes. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> Ava.
2: Jo- that one is a pretty good Ava joke.
0: You know, obviously they're doing it in like kind of a crass way because that's their style of humor. Mm. But like, it's such a jab at. Ava and how Ava does
1: things. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the other one, other uh, timing-based comedy scene was the elevator. Absolutely. Ray and Asuka in the elevator.
0: Which was originally one of those scenes that they hold for an uncomfortably long time before yeah. anything happens.
1: Which, like, with my latest rewatch, I really appreciated those scenes from, a like, a directo- directorial-style standpoint. Mm-hmm. Where it kind of make, brings you into the moment and, like, makes you overthink things, which is perfect.
0: <laughs> right. But in this fan-dub...
1: Yeah. <laughs> in this fan-dub, they just sit there for a while... And they use a frame of um, Asuka shifting uncomfortably after like a long period of silence, just shifting uncomfortably just for a loud
2: fart. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, the high whole, bar of humor for this. And it's the whole scene. And <laughs> yeah. that's definitely when it's at its best. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yes. It's always crude, but sometimes it's clever crude. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's not. And so if we're descending down the sexual subplots and how comfortable they are, I'd say the next down the rung of digging too deep is probably the whole like Kaji Misato Ritsuko thing. There's not even any point. It's just right. it's just like
1: Kaji yeah. is yeah, that, cheating on Misato. That one really is just sex haha. Yeah, it fell totally flat. They had several jokes that were punctuated with the punchline, let's go make out.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and they have, you know, just really gross scenes with them that uh, uh, yeah there's no purpose to it it's not like it goes anywhere right. it's not like there's any particularly clever humor in and, them and Kaji always comes back to this sort of sexist ooh cat fight yeah
1: which, great which to be fair is a accurate characterization of Kaji <laughs> right uh yeah Kaji
0: it, mostly in character <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately right. in right. character right. yeah <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh yeah, and so then digging deeper and deeper, you have the Gendo thing,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right? Yep.
1: I appreciate the song.
0: <laughs> right. So the funny part is that whenever Gendo enters the room, he has a theme song, and that's the only thing anyone remembers. It's the only thing I remembered clearly. Yes. Right.
2: Which goes, "It's Gendo." Dun 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 dun
1: dun. I have the script
0: here, so I know what song that is. Even Um. Is it it's, from Shaft or something? <laughs> the beginning of Soul Education by Jemmy Recall Require. I don't know that person. Uh, yeah, that's it.
1: So the beginning of Soul Education.
0: Soul Education. S O U L.
1: Which is a funny name for a Evangelion parody song. Right. <laughs> uh, which I guess was probably part of the purpose. Yeah.
2: Right. And and that was one thing that I thought was kind of funny was the character inversion. So Ray is a valley girl. Asuka's a Yeah. Ray has one scene,
0: but just giving Ray a extremely non ray voice is funny. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, Gendo is, is a, a pimp, I guess, kind of. Well, that, he is that's because the, that is in the text. That is in the text. <laughs> multiple times.
1: So Gendo is a cartoonish caricature of a pimp.
2: Yep. Which, I, you know, because Gendo is a just a character that's really serious and frustrating. Right. This is a, a total flip for him, which is kind of funny.
1: Well, the funny thing was just the theme song and the theme song existing in-universe. Right? right, people
0: but, complain about it. Yeah. And then the you know after playing it once and playing it twice and have someone complain about it when Geno enters the room, mm-hmm. there's the really funny scene where Shinji's in the elevator.
1: From uh, episode two of Evangelion where Shinji's leaving the hospital and there's just a tense scene where they're going on the elevator and the elevator door opens and it's this, their dad and the dad, Shinji, dad, Shinji. just just uh, the silence and Shinji looks away and the door is closed. It's right. like this tense moment.
0: And so it's that same scene except that the elevator doors open and the theme song starts playing. It's Gendo. Right. And, and then the elevator doors close and cut off the music.
1: Yeah, the elevator doors close and like the music gets muffled when the doors close. <laughs> not cuts off. <laughs>
0: uh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: which is slightly more funny. <laughs> ah,
0: Anyway, uh, pimp humor is not enjoyable really. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's, it's- semi-racist it's extremely it's, sexist yeah. it's like not great at all yeah,
1: yeah bad way to treat people bad way to treat sex workers bad way to treat audience <laughs> yeah
2: and, and I remember even as a 12 year old not finding that part funny mm-hmm. and now no. today it it is pretty offensive
1: I don't think I ever like thought about what they meant by pimp it was just like a funny word they said that didn't they didn't connect to anything when I was a, in middle school
2: yeah,
0: yeah. It just kind of floated out there. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, and we talked about
0: Ray Valley Girl. And in her scene, I never understood what was... Like, I never understood that dialogue, but apparently it's a reference where she is quoting the lyrics of the oh, song uh, No Scrubs. TLC, yeah. Right. <laughs> they don't
1: mm-hmm. want no scrub, the scrub's someone who can't get no love from them. Right. Hanging out at the passenger they're, side of the best friend's ride. <laughs> they're just using <laughs> the scene
2: <laughs> where Ray slaps Shinji for a comedic effect. Right. Right. Like, that's a, that's something we can use in this video. Yeah. Yeah. That that
0: part's not bad. And you were talking about, um, comedic voices. Shin, Shin, not Shinji. Asuka gets a kind of like. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Schwarzenegger. It's just Schwarzenegger. It's
1: just Schwarzenegger. There's Schwarzenegger quotes. And a Schwarzenegger
2: impression in one case.
1: Which is because, like, Asuka's German, so Schwarzenegger, even though Schwarzenegger is not German. Austrian. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, yeah. No,
2: I, I didn't. I laughed at that the first time it happened just because it was surprising, and then it, it wasn't really funny after that.
1: That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a lot of it. A, it's a one-note joke that they keep on hammering on, and it doesn't change.
0: Oh, since since all we're doing is jumping around talking about things that we liked or didn't like, because which is all you can do yeah. when discussing this.
1: We could go point by point, but it, there's no point. It, would be a lot of point and it would, would, would be quicker just to watch it it's only 30, 34 minutes
0: yeah i mean if if you're interested watch it it's yeah yeah well, it's accessible a grain of salt <laughs> anyway at one point they're fighting the 11th angel which is a pikachu doll and gendo says they need to feed through the power of song and they sing bohemian
1: rhapsody so there's this thing is a like one note joke sex joke, and also AMV delivery system. That's true. There's more than one AMV. Yes.
0: Because there's this Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to say is that after going through the whole first part of Bohemian Rhapsody, cutting from character to character, and kind of goes on for too long. The punchline is that it goes into the instrumental part, and they use the scene (laughs) of, like... The, the one shot of Unit 1, like, about to, what, headbutt something? what what's That's it doing? Unit 0. Unit 0,
1: from, oh, unit zero uh, right. going berserk inside yeah. the testing case.
0: Oh, that's right. Unit 0 banging its head against the... the glass walls. for the headbanging part of the guitar solo. <laughs> right. Which is funny and got a laugh out of it. Yeah, that. No, <laughs> I laughed at that part. <laughs>
2: I wrote that down. I, this is one of the like three things that I thought were funny. But yeah, no, it was funny. Yeah,
0: it's all clever repurposings of the of the video, I think, are it's the a, strengths of this. It's
1: a good AMV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and I yeah, think there's another AMV for no... They,
1: ha- they have a commercial break in the middle with a Pokemon AMV.
0: <laughs> yes. Which... Came roaring back to me as soon as it started. Yeah, it's
1: like I remember this AMV and I forgot. I, I didn't realize this was connected to ReDeath at all.
0: No, I did not remember that at all either.
1: Yeah, because I remember just watching this independently, I think.
0: I, I'm sure it was online independently as well.
1: It was a Pokemon um, ACDC, I think, is the song. Uh, I've Got Big Balls. Yeah. Yeah. And they have Pokeballs.
0: Well, lots of Pokeballs. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah nah.
1: well, well, well put together. Yeah,
2: so I, I, watched, I actually watched it on YouTube and they cut that part out so I'm remembering that from a long time I, yeah, ago yeah but as
0: soon as you're reminded of it you remember the whole thing right? yes yeah. oh, of yeah. course
1: <laughs> only need to see it once there's also the um, where they fight the 11th angel which is just a Pikachu doll in front of a green screen with Tokyo <laughs> 3 in the background when they come back from commercial they have like um, Tenshi Muyo Tenchi right.
2: Muyo, yeah, that happened.
1: And they just do a little thing. I, The girl I pick is, and they have the giant Pikachu angel crush him.
2: Right. What's Which, comment on? you know, yeah. and, and that's another harsh light of 2019, is I haven't <laughs> thought about Tenchi Muyo. You probably shouldn't. Since watching it, <laughs> it as, like, the only option of what to watch.
0: Yeah, there was never know. any reason to think about Tenchi Muyo in particular. Yeah. There was no need for Tenchi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got it. That's nice. And, and then yeah. th- thank you, know. you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing, but I get it.
2: And I think during that battle it was sort of a of the the Pikachu doll and the it was some yeah. other doll.
1: They have a Pikachu Re- and a real doll yeah. fight oh, each
2: other. And from Tenchi Murido. Right. Right. Yes. The yep. most merchandisable part. It, yeah, I feel like I just kind of grabbed a glass of water during that. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: do you think about the plot such as it is of this? Which is the reason for Second Impact, where you get a whole long Ava info dump.
1: We haven't talked about that, have we? No, we have not. we talked this long about it, we haven't mentioned
0: <laughs> the crux
1: of the whole thing. The
0: premise, you might say, but you might not, because it's really not.
2: But it is a thing.
1: I'll, I'll leave that to you guys, if you want to talk about it.
2: <laughs> so, there was a temporal paradox, mm-hmm. because somebody played, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Prince's Party Like It's 1999 in the year 2000. The title is just 1999, but yes. That's correct.
1: 2000, zero, zero, parties over, zip, out of time. But right now, let's party.
2: Like, it's 1999. Second impact. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it reminded me a little bit of Y2K, which, uh...
1: Yeah, I think that's part of what the comedy was, because, like, yeah. Y2K was a big fucking thing, and nothing happened
2: out of it. Right. It was just... just unnecessary social paranoia. I mean, I feel like that would have been funny if they if they made it Y2K and that's what caused it. But I think at the time it was obvious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I remember yeah. connecting those two.
1: I haven't really forgotten about Y2K at all. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of gives them some context to this, I think.
2: Yeah, it does. And,
0: you know, there's a scene that establishes that happening at the beginning, which is unnecessary. And then Kaji has an info dump talking about it, which I kind of thought was funny just because it's completely sheer ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, You know, it might as well be Ava, theologic technobabble. um,
1: But taken as seriously as a Gilbert and Sullivan plot.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then, for some reason, for some reason, Gendo wanted to cause third impact. There's no reason given. No reason. And none at all. And at the end, he does, by getting his hands on the CD again and playing it again.
1: I got the impression he just wanted to play the song again.
0: Oh, right, because... Part of Kaji's info dump is like, everyone forgot about that song, you know, as soon as it hit the charts, like it was meant to be, because it's a terrible pop song. Yeah, pop
1: songs are meant to be forgotten right after they come out. They
0: Everything play. except Gendo. Oh yeah, once the Millennium hit, people became bored of it, but not Gendo. So he played it at his party. There you go. Um,
1: yep. And then they have uh, Shinjo conf- confronting Gendo with... Um... Can't handle the truth quotes. Yeah. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The you can't handle the truth part is not funny. No. Which is a shame because I think
0: that the earlier dialogue was kind of funny.
2: Shinji right. saying,
0: you caused the second impact? And he says,
2: oh, my bad. And I think this was in the heyday and, of the you can't handle the truth meme. I suppose.
1: Well, it was like, you caused the second impact? Oh, my bad. Are you going to cause the third impact? Uh go to your room <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was that, funny yeah yeah and yeah. then the scene I mean, just and
0: then this and then the scene just keeps going
1: so just that and you're causing the third impact to go to your room thing was yeah that, that was a yeah. good timing that was funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: good day, uh, go to your room joe <laughs> i mean this is a parody fandub from the year 2000 mm-hmm. it was not at all the first anime parody fandub. but like you know people weren't going through this script as editors thinking about like does this joke work or like Let's do another take of that scene, you know? They were just throwing it together. Yeah, no, the bar was really low back yeah. then. People would watch anything.
1: And, like, the audio quality is pretty poor.
0: Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. I remember distinctly watching it originally and just having no clue what was happening in that first scene of Gendo's party. Yeah. Like, I just didn't the, the, hear anything.
1: Yeah, the audio artifact and whatever it is was made everything incomprehensible. Yeah. And uh, at the end, they have a... a um. What's it? The movie with the apes, Charlton Heston. That would be Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah you blew Planet it up. reference with the with the ray head. Yeah, yeah. Which was appreciated. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also, that picture is like iconic as it is for Evangelion. There is a reference to it in a children's cartoon that's on, on TV now. Uh, Craig of the Creek there's a bunch of little kids at, at the creek and there's, a, there's like a kingdom kind of like recess or like a kids next door sort of thing uh-huh. and they have the, the elders which are a bunch of like middle schoolers or high schoolers who hang around and they're RPG fans and they role play and on the wall of their cave that they're in there's a sta- sad boy pilot Gideon poster <laughs> with a with a face and sea like that <laughs> I, wait,
0: am I imagining it or was there a end of Ava shot reference in Steven Universe with pizza with pizza yes <laughs> okay. Yes, that's right. Definitely in the dream. Yeah, I was going to say when Stavani's on the alien planet, but no, that doesn't seem right. In the dream, yes. Dream Warriors
1: episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're at the point now where there's people are age making cartoons, putting Evangelion references in kids' movies, kids' mm-hmm. yeah. shows.
2: Yeah, One Punch Man has Eva Unit One a reference with the the Beetle Monster. Oh yeah. Hmm. So there's a couple references around. <laughs>
0: so. Is there anything else to say about redeath? Like, I feel like, other than saying it's not funny most of the time and offensive most of the time, you know, the cold, harsh light of 2019, like, I don't know.
1: I think if we step back from it and look at from like a broad cultural point of view, this is like a precursor to the abridged series phenomenon that happens much, much later.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Because when I think back to other parody fandoms of the time, mm-hmm. the one that I'm most familiar with is This Is Otaku Dump. Um, it took Fushigi Yugi footage and renamed all the characters and completely recontextualized everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, these people are supposed to be in the modern day going to an anime convention. And the fact that they looked nothing like modern day characters and the anime convention looked nothing like an anime convention was part of the humor. Mm. But I think that's what a lot of them were like, like fast food freedom fighters. They took the footage and just completely recontextualized everything.
1: Like absurdist skits or something? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, maybe not skits, but like... I don't remember if they did this redeath thing where it's like, this is Misato, this is Shinji, this is basically the Evangelion premise, kind of. Mm. Which is more of a parody fandom way of doing... Not parody fandom, more of an abridged series way of doing it, right? Right. I could see if this studio had been, you know, 14, 15 years later, this definitely would have been like an abridged series, right? Yeah. Right. And we just would have had to put up with Austrian... Schwarzenegger, Asuka, for like episode after episode.
1: Until they randomly changed it for a joke.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, Or because their other voice actor couldn't continue.
1: Well, I'm just thinking of Little Karibo, where they changed the voice randomly, then they brought it back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joey's voice?
1: Uh, Tristan's voice. Tristan's
0: voice. I, I confuse the two, because who cares?
1: Exactly. Not me. <laughs> you got it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm like other... I remember the Sailor Moon parody... F- I don't, I'm i confusing the terms parody, fandom, and abridged series now. <laughs> the Sailor Moon abridged series did something very similar with uh, Mako or Lita. I don't know which one they used. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was also kind of offensive, but, like, they ran with it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Evangelion has a bunch of different introspect, different emotions being shown on screen, different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so you can really play up the gags between... Someone tells a joke and then Shinji's in the shadow looking down, kind of thing. Uh,
1: Although, th- I do recall a Little Karibo clip where he talks about making an abridged series and he uses Evangelion as an example. So he makes like a little Evangelion abridged, which was actually kind of funny. <laughs> I-,
0: I would watch a Little Karibo Evangelion abridged.
1: Yeah, but I think they, they went a better direction with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What direction was that? Do you remember?
1: No clue. <laughs> Fair
0: enough.
1: <laughs> I'm looking for something to talk about.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we don't have to keep talking about it, is what I was getting at. It's just like, it, it is what it is. It's, it was interesting going back and looking at something that was very different from our usual. In my mind, I was willing to call this fan fiction, because it takes the Evangelion characters and does something with them. If I read this as a text story, it would... Not be a good fanfic, but I would call it a fanfic.
1: right how much How much does the term "fanfic" depend on the medium? Mm, well, good question.
0: Um, I'm definitely stretching my personal definition here, yeah, but it's like,
2: I don't know. yeah, no, I definitely think this kind of video is interesting because you get a sense of how the fan base is responding to the the content. It's just that this was not a particularly good one.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm willing to call this a fan work. I'm I'm okay with that. Yes. I'm not sure about fan fiction.
2: I
0: think you're probably right that you probably shouldn't call it fan fiction. (laughs) And I may have just broken the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, technically, fan fiction, it means fiction, but what the phrase actually means is talking about written literary work. Right. It's like, I can... I can stretch this definition to other mediums,
0: but if you're drawing a comic, you call it a fan comic. Yeah. If you're writing a story, you call it fan fiction. And if you're doing a video, you call it a fan work or yeah. fan video or whatever.
1: I'm not sure what should open the door to do to like reviewing interpretive, you know, artistic dances
0: Based on. Um there would have to be old interpretive artistic dances based on
1: Evangelion? Evangelion. i I forgot to know. <laughs> <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait, what?
1: Like, there was some one old video a bunch of like well dressed people in suits with like um Gloved hands. They have this whole choreographed thing to Cruel Angel's thesis that looked pretty cool. okay. But (laughs) But that's
0: not fiction. See, the thing about this is that it's a story, right?
1: Oh, narrative.
0: Narrative. Like, I'm not reading any fan nonfiction. Right. Not even any fan creative nonfiction. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Hey, I took a writing creative nonfiction class in um, college.
1: Is that a... Is that a job that Facebook's hiring for at the <laughs> Does Facebook actually
0: pay anyone? I'm not clear. Like, anyone at all.
1: Fair sure
0: enough. I think maybe even the people who work there are just doing it to, like, you know, get more exposure, <laughs> more followers. Right. Uh, yeah, creative nonfiction in this context is, like, personal essays. Mm. Like, stuff about your life, but you're trying to make it an interesting narrative instead of just, like, a factual uh, description.
1: Oh, storytelling. Yeah. I think Mark Twain's got that covered.
0: Uh, Mark Twain has told all the creative nonfiction that ever needs to be told.
1: No, Mark Twain has the methodology figured out. Oh, okay. And gave some lectures about it, some some good books to read about it.
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, we won't be covering Mark Twain's lectures about nonfiction either. Uh, This is likely about as far as I'm going to go. And given... I mean, I don't know if we'll do this again. There's other... There's other things like this. You know, there's like a... the Utina episode, what was it called? Oh yeah, Dance Dance Revolution, which was a great name for an Utna parody fandom. Have I seen that? Probably, because I I had a CD of it and like ended <laughs> up sharing it online with the Utna fandom because the studio had disappeared. But they had released a like really comprehensive CD to distribute it with like a script and like notes and all kinds of stuff.
1: Sounds like something I've seen in the dark, cold history of my past.
0: I, I remember it being funnier than Redeath, mm-hmm. but then again, I'm more of an Udna fan than an Ava fan. And also, I remembered ReDeath being more amusing than it was also. So, you know, who knows? Right. And, you know,
2: it's collaborative, which can be cool that it's not just authored by one person. but That is fun. kind of small community of fans. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm always appreciative of people coming together to to make something creative. Yeah. yeah. No matter what product comes out, the experience is still valuable, I think.
0: Yeah, I always like that when we see a, a fanfic that has clearly been engaging with the community also. Yeah. And, I mean, we're talking re like, I guess the cool thing about it is that it was just part of that community dialogue, right? Not just made by a whole group of people, but also kind of out of the very specific American Evangelion fan in the late 90s experience mm-hmm. to the American Evangelion fan in the early aughts experience.
1: Male, f- yeah. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, there must have been a lot of female fans, too, but, like, they weren't dominating the discourse.
2: Right. No, this was definitely playing to the eleven year olds. Yes. yes.
0: And speaking of nineties American Evangelion fan discourse, Galen Ray or Oh <laughs>
2: <laughs> You have to clarify the question.
0: I, I don't think I do. Ray.
2: Ray all the way, Are you kidding me? I uh, uh, no, man. I know
0: your answer, Galen. You got like the strongest answer out of anyone I've ever talked to. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, Ray's the best.
0: Oh, what spoke to you about
2: Ray? I mean, she's just such a awesome, complex, and in my opinion, very strong character. Who, yeah. I mean,
1: I mentioned this back in her, um, I think Toily episode, mm-hmm. where Tori went off about how, how this whole conflict is stupid. Then we, we then then I gave my answer. Yeah, <laughs> but I think because we were about fourteen, fifteen at the time or so, like we were developing, and I think the people. Because they did polarize one, one side to the other, either to Asuka or, or to Ray. Mm-hmm. And I think that one that appealed to a person was the person that had the damage that people closely associated with their own. Absolutely. Right. So, like, I, I was more on the Asuka side, which mm-hmm. looking back, it's kind of means terrible things were in childhood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and I love both characters for different reasons, but I think now, at, as a therapist, seeing Ray's full arc where she becomes essentially a, a mother goddess and she starts out as a clone of shinji's mom and just i feel like that adds so much depth into the character
0: well like i said back in toily i never actually i don't remember having strong opinions maybe asuka but galen at from my current vantage point i will give ray all the love entirely off of the one scene in Asuka's second episode where Asuka walks over to her to, like, introduce herself, and mm-hmm. Rave moves the book over into the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, so good. No, I know. Like, she has so many just, little badass moments. That just sells it. the entire character. For me. Just
1: very nerdy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, this was an experiment. I'm not sure how successful it was. But thanks for coming on, Galen, and trying to talk with us about a video that has no plot or story arcs or character arcs.
1: Amada, did you watch this before you suggested it? Or? I
0: absolutely did not.
1: Okay, that explains I, it.
0: Well, that's part <laughs> of the magic, Dom, is that I have some reason to think the thing might be good, right? and then I choose that we're going to do it, and then we find out I was wrong. <laughs> or, more often, right. Well, it's mm-hmm. always a pleasure to hang out with you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have an excuse.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, if I'd remembered it more clearly, I might not have chosen it, just less because of the quality and more because of like the lack of of depth to talk about but that's fine
1: it was time efficient though time
0: efficient we're in and out we're gonna get a good sleep tonight well it
1: it was also time efficient to to watch it you know i i I was in the middle of reading something else that was a uh assigned to me by you so like this was nice to just have a little 30 minute pop in and then watched it
0: (laughs) now that i mentioned it that was another reason i chose it because i knew galen was a busy
2: man yeah no i have been really busy and and actually, when I asked, I thought I forgot entirely that it was a video. And when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I remember that phrase, read death It must be a fan fiction that, that everyone else read except for me. So I asked him how long is it going to take to read? And Amara says, oh, 30 minutes. I was like, wow, it must be like a poem. <laughs> I don't think you said to read. I think you just said, how long will it take? Yeah, uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> Have you recommended anything that takes 30 minutes to read?
0: Uh, they say of the elves.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a short one. Less than 30 minutes. Yeah like 10 <laughs> go read they say of the elves or if you prefer you can find redeath online we have a link to it at bit.ly slash rfr i'll
1: bring you to the vimeo page
0: yeah i'll bring you to the vimeo page of the remastered version but not that remastered because it's from 2004 mm-hmm. uh, when video quality was still you know you, you could watch it right. i guess if you wanted Anyway, <laughs> our next fanfic is going to be a very different experience. Mm-hmm. We're finally getting to Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: I'm looking uh, forward to this one. So yeah, I'm gonna say just a little preview. I, I recommend reading this this fanfic. It's good. It's very good. Yeah, it's a good novel, and we're going to be talking about it later. And uh, Tori will be joining us again for that one.
0: Yeah, and yes. all the Buffy characters that you know and love are dead. What? Oh, that that's a. Uh, um, They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that encourages people to go. Read it, right? Again?
1: <laughs> but they come back, right?
0: <laughs> Maybe one character you know and love comes back.
1: Uh, it's just like Marvel where they say like Captain America's dead but he comes back to the next episode? Everything will be different forever.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Spider-Man will never be the same. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite character in my youth was Nightcrawler mm-hmm. of the X-Men and Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And some years back he died in comics. I was vaguely following comics at the time and I was like, you know what? I don't have any feelings about this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Except the vague wondering of how many years it will be before he comes back. It was like two. I don't know. They right. got him back from heaven. Like, <laughs> you just can't die. Yeah. Unless you're deeply, deeply unpopular. I, mean, I guess.
1: Captain America died and they gave Colbert their shield but they still came back for the MCU. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, different continuities are a different thing as well.
1: Hail, anyway. Hail Hydra.
0: <laughs> the Buffy fanfic we've, we've been dancing around is called Phoenix Burning, a 2001 fanfic by Yahtzee. And you can find a link there at bit.ly slash rfrphoenix.
1: You okay, start now.
0: Yeah. You can probably make it by next week. It's only like, it's 95,000 words. It's a novel, but it's a, it's not a long novel.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Go read it. Galen, you go read it too. You're not coming back to discuss it. Just, <laughs> just go read it. But I'll
2: listen. Yeah.
0: This was episode 40 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective, re by Studio Sokodei, which may... It's not really a fanfic, but it, it was episode 40. It's not a real doctor, but it is a real worm.
1: What is your science rata
0: <laughs> Once again, you can find a copy of it online at bit.ly slash rfr The intro song is The Weekly Fair off of the album Popey's Incredible Adventure by Komiku. The outro song is Run Against the Universe from the same album. You can find this album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. You can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, Contact us on Twitter at RetroFanfic or send us an email at RetroFanficRetrospective at gmail.com.
1: Or check out our Facebook page.
0: Yeah, we've got one of those too at RetroFanfic. Yeah. Yep. Leaving comments or reviews or, you know, whatever on Apple Podcasts or any of those other places would be great. we love to hear from you.
1: And if you have any idea how social media should work, let us know because we're we're clueless. Slam that like button. (laughs) Ring that bell. (laughs) First, we need
0: someone who is social. I assume. Oh.
1: Mm. Ugh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeesh.
0: Mm. <laughs> I'm Amato. I'm Dom. And I'm Galen. We're just three children of Lilith trying to be nice to each other. Until next time, take care.
1: Life is just a fantasy. See ya. Because <laughs> it's orange, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. It's a, it's a Evangelion. Meme. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a more modern one, I think. Yeah. Mm.
2: To the moon, (laughs) and let me play amongst the stars.
1: Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Hey, how you doing? (laughs)